Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. In this week's episode, I'm going to talk about when to call a meeting or cancel one. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. If you've been here before, please spread the word. We're helping people, professionals, become intentional communicators, people that can think clearly and communicate concisely. That's the singular purpose of the podcast. And I am absolutely motivated and excited to talk about what we're going to talk about today because I think it throws a lot of people for a loop because they don't know when to call for a meeting and they don't know when to cancel it. And when I ask people this, issue about meetings drives many, many people bananas. For all the reasons you could possibly imagine, we've done podcasts on how to create a meeting agenda, how to run a meeting, how to prepare for a meeting, how to, how to follow up to a meeting. In this episode, we're going to talk about when to call one. Now, to remind you, last week's episode, 286, I talked about when to provide an update. And I think those two topics are connected. Now, in that episode, I talked about a couple things. But one I talked about, what's the format? And we've heard this expression, that meeting should have been an email. But I also challenge you to think, well, that email should have been a meeting. So a lot of people don't like meetings, so they don't call meetings. Well, I might need to have an update where there's a discussion on an issue of a project that I'm working on, but I, because I don't like meetings, I don't call one. And that's a mistake. So we're going to tackle this whole issue strategically, tactically, really practically, when to call one and when to cancel one. And what's driving this really is that you could be wasting valuable time or just making people wait, okay? In either case, meetings aren't bad. They're not bad. They can be an enormous waste of time, but having a really good agenda, so I would encourage you to go back and just do a search on meeting agenda design. Um, that is an episode that we did in the podcast. We also have a tool developed called a brief meeting prep card, which is a very powerful tool to help you design a really, really effective meeting agenda. Now you've got that, and you're like, I just still don't like meetings, so I'm just going to like not have it. It isn't going to work. Okay, so we need to know when to call one. Now, what I did when I started thinking about this podcast, a few months ago, I thought, you know what? I'm going to make a poster. Yeah, I come from a marketing background. Oftentimes we need reminders. So I did this poster, and it's about, I wouldn't say it's 11 by 17. And I'm going to make this really bold, hopefully generous offer, that if you want one of these posters, just send an email to me at jmccormack. It's J-M-C-C-O-R-M-A-C-K at thebrieflab.com. And we have this really, really fancy poster called Know When to Call a Meeting and When to Cancel One. And it, it outlines five reasons that's a go and five reasons that's a no-go. And I thought, well, you know what would be nice is just put those around, post those in, in business areas where it's a reminder of like, hey, these are reasons why we should have them, and this is, these are reasons why we shouldn't. Call them off. So if you want one of those on me, just send me an email, and I'll roll it up and put it in a little tube, and I'll send you one or two of them to your organization so you can hang them and remember, remind people to have some criteria here. Before I get into the list of the five reasons it's a go and five reasons it's a no-go, because you got to know when to call them and you also need to know when to call them off, 
I just thought, you know what, the kind of the mindsets of different types of people when it comes to meetings. And I came up with like three different like names. One is, uh, a, a, these are almost personalities. I'll call the first personality helpless and hopeless. I'm helpless and hopeless. And really this, what this gets at is people that maintain the status quo. And that status quo is I can't, we can't, we're doomed. This is just, it's just the way it is. Like, I'm just going to throw my arms up in the air and just say, I don't know why we're doing this. I have no voice. I have no say. I have no authority. I'm just hopeless. I'm helpless and hopeless. That's one type of person. Then you change gears to a different type of person, which is I call them run and hide. Run and hide. And this is, it's just the, the personality of the people that it's just, I don't want to have any. I want to ignore it delete it, deny it. And these are people like, I don't like them, so we don't have them. Oftentimes people like this, the run and hide people, when they become put into positions of authority, are people that just start canceling meetings just because they don't like them. And then you need meetings to discuss things and decide things, but you, you don't have enough of them. And I'm not saying that this is common, but it happens where when p certain types of people, the run and hides become in charge, they start canceling meetings because they don't like them. And the people that work for them, though they don't like them either, can't do their jobs because they, they lack the, the contact, the discussion moments to be able to clarify and to, and to decide ways forward. The third personality set is a person I call just in case, in any case. And this is the person that's just too many meetings. So I'm not sure, but just to be on the safe side, we'll have another one. And these are people that call meetings for everything. And those people, that meeting could have been an email, should have been an email, and probably needed to be an email. So these mindsets, just kind of funny, fun to, I, I, this comes, goes back to my marketing days of naming your marketing segments when it comes to meetings. Helpless and hopeless is one type. Run and hide is another type, and just in case, in any case, is a third type. Some things to keep in mind. Which one are you? Do you work for one of those people? And could this podcast help you know, hey, I now have better criteria for what to do and when to do it. So here's a couple of criteria. First, meetings are active, not passive. By active, they're primarily designed and really good at getting people to discuss and decide things. It's a dialogue. People are talking. When I worked in, agent, in the agency, marketing agency world, we had a rule, which is you wouldn't go to a meeting unless you talked, as everybody had to talk. So there's a talking rule. If you're looking around a meeting and only two, you know, one person's talking, monologue, and they're there to disseminate information, hold people captive, and those people really aren't saying anything, then that criteria isn't being met. Meetings are primarily for discussion and decision, not dissemination. Meetings are primarily for an active engagement of people, not a passive one. Meetings for, are for dialogue, not for monologues. So that's one criteria, active versus passive. Second criteria is um, ready or not. <laughs> is Are you ready for the meeting? Or are you not ready for the meeting? Those two criteria, primarily for discussion and decision versus dissemination, active versus passive, and are you ready for them or are you not ready for them, can be incredibly powerful criteria for knowing what to do and when to do it. 
This is not a mystery. We're trying to create clarity of the right format, and meetings are a very powerful one. So are emails, so are messages, so are conversations, so are, so are video conferences. Each one of them has their own strength and weakness, but people often don't know when to call them. So here's the list that I came up with. And this is, like I did recently, a disclaimer on disclaimers, not an exhaustive list. I'm sure there's probably 10 more reasons, but it gives you a starting point to use the criteria that I just gave you for knowing when to and when not to. It's a go. It's a no-go. So number one, I'm using the meeting to brainstorm or problem solve or plan. It's for planning. Okay, so it's getting people to think out loud and talk and brainstorm. Okay. The reason not to have a meeting is people aren't prepared. They're not ready for it. They haven't done a any preparation, any read-aheads, any, any, any work between the meetings. The second reason a meeting would be a go is that you want to have a discussion with key voices. The key people are all in the room. I got the right variety of people. That would be a reason for a go. Number two for a no-go, the right attendees aren't available. The decision maker is not there. The key people are, are, are missing. They're traveling. You don't have a quorum. Call it off. Just call it off. You don't have the right attendees in place. Number three, you want to align efforts and start to plan, put the pieces together. Some people are ahead, some people are behind. You got to get updates. You don't know where things stand. You have to synchronize the efforts for planning. That would be a reason for a go. I, we are not on the same page. People are not in, 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 in lockstep with each other. We're not aligned. A reason to, for, it for, be to, to, for it to be a no-go would be there's no published agenda. There's no clear purpose stated, published in advance. My recommendation to you, and it may sound bold for some people, but I think it's just reasonable. If you don't have an agenda, you shouldn't have a meeting. And I think that agenda should be published 24 hours in advance. I shouldn't be sitting, nor you, in a meeting, seeing the agenda for the first time in the meeting. It's not professional. Go to thebrieflab.com, look at our resources, and download a brief meeting prep card. Use it as a tool. Use quiet time to think about it, quiet time to organize it, fill it out, type it up, and send it out 24 hours in advance. Now you have a clear state of purpose and all of the fixings around it to run a good meeting. That would be number three of a reason it would be a no-go. Number four, time to make a decision. Get everybody on the same page to make a decision. Yes, we're gonna do this, no, we're not. That's a perfect time to call a meeting. We need to make a decision. Reason you should have you can cancel a meeting is there's no risk if you have it. <laughs> if you can't state what the risk of not meeting is, I, I think you, should, you, can, you can and should cancel it. Okay, if there's no risk of missing the meeting, cancel it. And number five, here's number five. There's an emergency or a big announcement. All right, I gotta, I gotta get a lot of people um, up to speed. Maybe you're launching a new product, a new initiative. There's a new, um, there, there's, there's a big piece of news. Maybe you've hired somebody. You, uh, it's, it's something big's on the line. And the reason for you to cancel it is 
it's just information dissemination. Nobody's going to say anything. It's passive. It's a monologue. So if I go down this list quickly, the top five reasons for meetings to be a go, you're going to brainstorm a plan, number one. You're going to have all the key voices to discuss something. You are going to, number three, align efforts, getting everybody on the same page. Number four, you're going to make a decision. And number five, you're going to make an important announcement. Here are five reasons it's a no-go, time to cancel. People aren't ready. The attendees aren't, the right attendees aren't ready. They're not there, they're not ready. Number two, sorry, the number two is the right attendees are not available. Number three is there's no agenda. Number four is there's no real risk if you cancel. And number five is it's primarily for dissemination of information. It's a monologue. So that's my list. I want you to think in the environment that you work in, when it comes to calling them or calling them off, whether it's your meeting or you attend, what would happen if you keep on doing nothing? If you go back to those personality traits, if you are the helpless or hopeless person, there's nothing I can do, throw my hands up, like, really, we have to keep on having this? If you don't do anything, the status will, will continue. Now, I want you to also imagine, well, what if you're the run and hide person? You're now in charge and you start canceling them for no reason. You might be killing off really good dialogue, really good decision making, really good collaboration just because you've had a bad experience in the past and you start running and hiding. It's like you grabbed the ball and you just ran away with it. Nobody can play anymore. What's the risk of that? Meetings can be critical but now we don't have them because you don't like them. That's not good either. And then finally, what if you're the person that's just like, I don't really think about it, but I just keep on calling them and people keep on attending because I just want to cover the bases and cover, you know, cover down on any risk and just in case. How much time and how many resources are wasted that way? So now you have the criteria, call it. Call for one, it's okay or call it off, it's okay too, just saying.